Abuse, rape, or trauma are things that happen to people who are victims at that very moment. Child or adult, there's nothing you could have done to prevent the atrocity. But when it's over, the healing must begin. It gets every day. You have inner beauty. You have inner worth and value. Framing your past as your past and leaving it there will help you to frame your future and lead you to the place where you belong with a woman's soul restored. Here's LaTanya Hendry. Hello and welcome to A Woman's Soul Restored. This week we're continuing our discussion in the month of October, which is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. We have panelists in the room and we're going to be discussing, picking up where we left off last week. We have Lady Katrina Smith, um, Lady, um, what your name is? <laughs> Melanie Mason. <laughs> We fixed to have a deep conversation, so we might as well have a little fun in advance. Lady Melanie Mason, Minister Shondell Walker, and Lady Veronica Stafford. Um, We're having a little fun because we we were having a side conversation earlier and even in prayer because we had an experience with the Lord and just knowing that each of us has a very powerful story and God has brought us out to where we're able to talk about it, not tear up, depending on the environment we are discussing the, 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 what, what happened to us in. So at this juncture last week, we said we're going to finish, you know, continue our discussion about um, the misconceptions about domestic violence. People think it's just the hitting and, and seeing bruises and it's it's deeper than that. It's much more than that. Domestic violence encompasses many, many other aspects that embody what a woman goes through. And we know men go through domestic violence, but for this month, we're focusing on women. Um, so you hear me say woman, you hear the panelists say women because the 89% of domestic violence victims are women. So we're going to be focusing on women for this panel discussion. But we want to move past the misconception and bring awareness to what all domestic violence encompasses. So last week, the ladies touched on various aspects of what they went through with their personal stories. Um, Financial was touched on. Mental was touched on. Um, many aspects and I encourage you to go back to listen to next week if you're just listening for the first time this week but we're going to get deeper into the conversation so we had a little laughs and we poked around earlier but we're going to get deep because we want we know a lot of women are hurting um, trying to put on a front for if they have children they don't want children to know what's going on so they pretend and, and take stuff that they shouldn't be taking um a cover-up in an effort to make things better in the house and make the appearance that, you know, mommy and daddy are okay when mommy and daddy are fighting the minute they go to sleep. So I know some of our listeners might be going through this because of the emails I've received. We, I appreciate you all um, trusting me to send me your thoughts and sending me your stories. We're here to help. That's why we have a panel here. Um... And we're just going to get right into it. So as you all want to answer, I'm not going to call on you to answer. If you want to answer, 
the particular topic that I'll mention. Just, just, just start talking. One of the things I want to address is the difference between now and maybe some years ago as far as sensitivity training with officers, which was a big thing maybe like five years ago when, when really a lot was going on with domestic violence and with women getting killed in the home and on their jobs, and, and it, it just really was getting out of hand. Personally, it's been out of hand, but more attention was being brought to it, um, what women endure from um, having to keep silent about issues that were going on in the home. So it was a focus on sensitivity training with officers, getting them to know how to respond to a call and not automatically assuming that that woman is lying. Mm -hmm. Because we have had yes. instances where women would lie yes. mm -hmm. on a man just to get him out the home mm -hmm. or get him arrested or whatever. Oh, man. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, you know, it got to a point. Or, let's touch on this. If a woman's called so many times that the officers get tired of coming to the house, what are y'all opinions on that? Me personally, I think that they should still go to check out mm -hmm. the situation mm -hmm. because that one time that you don't go, mm -hmm. you know, that could be that time, mm -hmm. you know. But and and then you know, it's it's almost like a, I, I don't know if y'all agree, but you know how they go there. And then she changed her mind. Mm -hmm. And yeah, then, well, yeah. I, well if, if I press charges, what's going to happen to him? Well, no, I don't want to press mm -hmm. charges. And I think now that's why they've gotten to the point they take both of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, before it'll be they'll leave it alone. And I think, you know, the more they come back, it, it'll be to the point where, yeah, they, they will, you know, take both of them. Because you do have some women that can be devious. Um, mad at mm -hmm. baby daddy because he don't find somebody else mm -hmm. or the boyfriend or he don't want him no more whatever the case mm -hmm. may be and um, sometimes it can be facetious mm -hmm. um, malicious yes. mm -hmm. but um, I still do think even in the in the midst of that that they still should go and check mm -hmm. but make you know let it be known okay if this happened again you know we've been out here five times mm -hmm. if this happened again Somebody's going to jail yes. next time. Mm -hmm. yes. So yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. That's my opinion. Thank you, Lady Veronica, yes. for your insight. Um, and that is true. I know in my personal situation with my ex-husband, that was the thing. I would change my mind. Um, when they would come out, I'd be like, no, you know, I'm all right. Even though I'm sitting there with this big knot on my head, I'm sitting there saying I'm all right. And it got to the point where, because we lived at 506 East Montgomery Crossroads. And Montgomery Crossroads is busy. Mm -hmm. And we lived right on Montgomery Crossroads. So you would have to fight that traffic to turn in. Then you would have to fight that traffic to back out. And it got to the point where those officers, you could tell that because at certain times of the day, it's the same officer. So if I call at 11 o'clock one night, three nights later, if I call at 11 o'clock, it's going to be the, probably the same officers. Mm -hmm. So they got tired of coming. And you could tell on their faces it was like we, they didn't say it verbally, but you could tell in their actions that they were really tired of coming to 506 East Montgomery Crossroads to somebody that, you know, they could see something was wrong, 
but I would say nothing was wrong. So they couldn't override what I was saying to do something to him. Because mm-hmm. he would be standing by me like, you better say nothing is wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say nothing is wrong because I'm getting this threat behind me. But they don't know that. Right. All they know is I'm standing there saying nothing is wrong. So if some of our listeners are going through that where you really, really feel that the officers are getting tired of coming to your residence if they... um. If you're getting tired of calling, that's the time. And and we're not here to tell anybody to leave their husbands or leave their partners or whatever. But we are telling you to be safe. Mm -hmm. We are telling you to look out for your life because you know your situation that you're in. You know the extent of what your partner, your spouse, or whatever the situation may be. You know their limits to push. So... You know if your life is in danger or not and the actions to take from that. So that prompts the next question. Because of the misconceptions of what domestic violence is, that is just the hitting. Um, and any one of y'all could take this question and just say who you are before you take the question. Um, what do you think about the mental aspect of it because people say oh you get over that that's just words what do you think about when when somebody really has a hold on your mind and people dismiss it that it's like you know you should be able to get past that but I'm not going because I was fixed to give my opinion on it and I'm not let one of y'all take it what 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 do you feel about when that mental hold is stronger than the 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 physical Violence that may take place, and whichever one of y'all want to take that is fine. Well, this is Melanie. Um, for me personally, um, the mental pain can sometimes be just as worse mm-hmm. as the physical pain, and I say that because you know, there are times in the past, um, that I felt like I had had I wasn't able to function. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't able to get, you know, my thoughts clear. And then, you know, that also turns into depression um, and so forth and so on. And, and, well, in both situations, um, both marriages, especially with marriage number two, um, and I hope this is going to be another question that you ask, but... um, I was I was married to a minister and of course looking on the outside someone looking on the outside they would think you know that our marriage was just you know perfect mm-hmm. or you know we had it all together I um, took pride in making sure um, that he was at his appointments he was is a musician making sure that his schedule was together, putting him above my family, my my children, mm-hmm. and putting him um, upon this pedestal. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, but then, behind closed doors was a total different issue. And that's the, the thing that people need to realize. Um... It's what happens behind the closed doors mm-hmm. that you don't mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's right. the the accusations. Um, mm-hmm. Katrina said it earlier of being accused with sleeping with this person, sleeping with that person, mm-hmm. when you know that you that you're not. Yes. And so, 
and then it comes down to when you as a female as a woman as a wife find out that all along it's been the husband mm -hmm. that's been mm -hmm. doing the cheating yeah. Yeah. I mean you flip out I mean yeah. you do yeah. you do I mean just to be honest to be honest um and if I could just take a few minutes just to share a little, my little mm -hmm. testimony. So last week um, I shared that, you know, I caught felony charges. Um, and praise God, praise God, um, his life was spared. Mm -hmm. um, he's alive. And, um, but that that particular night, um, and it had if it had not have been for the detectives and, you know, all those, um, actually being able to go back and read his text messages um, bet between him and the other female and put, really put the pieces together. Mm -hmm. I probably would have um, been serving time, but praise God because of how everything came together, came out, yes. I was only given um, uh, eight years probation mm -hmm. so yes. but during that time yes. when everything came out it was you know I, I felt like I was the, the laughing stock and I think when we said it earlier people don't when things happen people automatically assume mm -hmm. that you know the husband is innocent is the woman that's been all crazy or whatever but not I would say I wouldn't know what the percentage is, but I would say maybe about 90% of that is not true. Mm -hmm. It's the male that has provoked, and women do it too. Mm -hmm. But um, this particular night with me, it was both of them provoking me. Mm -hmm. And yeah. before I knew it, I lost it. And he ended up in the hospital. Mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This was uh, praise God. This was ten years ago. Mm -hmm. But dealing with um, the mental abuse mm -hmm. and the financial abuse, mm -hmm. and then dealing with yes, and then yes, for years I also had to deal with what I did mm -hmm. as far as putting him in the hospital. Mm -hmm. I had to deal with that. So that was another mm -hmm. mental. Um, issue, a different mental issue that I had to go through. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, it's not easy. Um, mm -hmm. I remember last year uh, I conducted an interview with um, the, the director of the safe shelter. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I know that she said that was being imp implemented was the fact that when a female calls the police um, they don't necessarily have to call 911. They have designated another number for a female or male to call. Mm -hmm. to put and, and after they call, they can put in a certain code and just hang up your phone or turn off your computer. And that would give the signal to the police officers that's coming out that it is a real situation. Mm -hmm and that female wants to be taken out of the home. Okay. So awesome. I would just um, say whatever city or state that you're in, um, you know, get with the safe shelter, see what you can do to protect your family. Mm -hmm. And Sister Rhonda, you said it earlier also, one of the things that we've also realized is that 
most women, yes, are being threatened, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and then the majority of the time, especially if you have children, mm-hmm. it's like, well, if you call the police on me or if I get arrested, then I'm coming back for the kids or I'm coming back for you. And so the female is thinking about that. You know, if I call the police on him, what's going to happen to my children if he come back? Mm-hmm. So I would say don't take that lightly. Mm-hmm. Th- don't take the threats lightly mm-hmm. because it can happen. Yes. 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 And then yes. Um, one of the, the things, the issues that we've had here as far as maybe domestic violence from years ago up into now, first of all, it's happening with the younger generation. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. And so just here in Savannah, last year we had several cases where teenagers, um, young men, were assaulting their girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, several of the girlfriends died because mm-hmm. of the violence. Mm-hmm. And so to the young ladies that may listening that are listening or to the parents that have young daughters, this is the time to tell them, you know, all this lovey dovey stuff and mm-hmm. you know, if you leave me I I'm gonna kill myself. Don't take that for no, a joke. Mm-hmm. Don't. Yeah. Don't. And so parents, you know, you need to get with your daughters and sit them down and tell them mm-hmm. this is what happens. Show them newspaper articles, um, whatever that they can read to show that this young man said that he was going to kill this young girl mm-hmm. if yeah. she left him. Mm-hmm. And he did that. Yes. So. And just a chime in. Um, this is Veronica. Um, and you know, with the joking thing, if I can't have you, no one else will, or you know, different things mm-hmm. like that. Don't take that as a joke. Right. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know if y'all have ever seen it. It was on Lifetime. It's an older movie. Um, what's her name? Candace. No, no. It was called No One Would Tell. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were in high school, mm-hmm. and the guy, you know, they got together. And, you know, it started off with tug of the arm. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he pushed into the locker. Then it was to the point, you know, she had bruises on her arm. <coughs> and, you know, um, she would start wearing sweaters. Mm-hmm. And, like, come to find out there were bruises on her back. You know, mm-hmm. punched her in the back. <coughs> and, um... You know, she really didn't tell her mom or really respected her mom because she had watched her mom date mm. some bad guys. Mm. And so it got to the point, to make a long story short, she finally got up the nerve to break up with him. Mm. And um, he told her he wanted to talk to her one night. And she went with him and, you know, make a long story short, he killed her. Mm. And took her body by their, like, summer house and put her in the pond. Jesus. Weighed her down in the pond and had one of their friends with him. But he was drunk. He thought it was a dream. And when he started remembering everything, you know, he finally told the police. Yeah. And But all the kids in school, they wouldn't tell because he was, you know, he was the, I think, the quarterback or, you know, the mm-hmm. jock, you know, the popular kid mm-hmm. had money. And, you know, just a lot of the girls, well... We didn't believe her or, you know, we just know couples fight and everything. It's 
is serious. So this is, you know, for the younger women, when you see your girlfriend or your bestie or somebody and you see bruises mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they're making up excuses yeah. or, oh, I hit the door. Oh, he was just playing. He didn't mean to. You need to tell somebody because mm -hmm. the next mm -hmm. thing you may be going to a funeral. Yes. That's right. Yes, exactly. Right. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. Sure. I thank y'all for bringing out those points. Can I um, say this real quickly? Yeah, go ahead. What I also want to say is, while I was married, my love, I was looking at the man he was that I fell in love with. Not looking at the man that he presently is. Mm -hmm. And see, that's what mm -hmm. we do women that. do. Mm -hmm. that. We do that. Yeah. We do that. And we have to come to the present and deal with it for what it is right now so that we can get out of these situations mm -hmm. instead of looking through this, you know, at the past and bringing it to the present. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wish we could have this again. I'm doing all that I can to make him happy. You're not going to be able to make him happy. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, a spirit. That's right. Mm -hmm. It's time to kick him mm -hmm. out the door. And don't look <clears throat> back. Don't look back. And Please stop hooking up with potential. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I've, mm -hmm. I've married potential because mm -hmm. I saw what they could be mm -hmm. instead of looking at what they were. Mm -hmm. Come on. Right. Yeah. Come uh, on. yeah. Potential yeah. can potentially get you killed. Mm -hmm. yes. yeah. Come on now. Yeah. 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 Potential yeah. is blinded you. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. yes. what if they yes. never reach that potential? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. They're trying to get them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They ain't trying to get that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think it's important too for mothers that think they're protecting their children by staying that that child grows up with that image. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it causes them sometimes to fall into the same type of relationship that they witnessed growing up because you covered it up so well it seemed like it was acceptable. So when they start going through the same thing, it's like, Mama was tough enough to do it. It must not be that bad. That's right. So we have to think about the ramifications of what we're, the examples we're setting for what our children see, mm -hmm. sons and daughters. Mm -hmm. We have to let them know that, no, this is not acceptable. No, this is not how we treat somebody that we love. <clears throat> and let it, if it's truly a positive relationship, Reflect that all couples have ups and downs, but when it gets to a point where you're afraid in your own home, okay. that's a problem. So don't try to cover that up for your children, because children have a way of picking up on things. Children, right. And they know. You know, even if they go tell their friends, well, I saw mama, you know, putting on extra makeup. Their friend will probably tell them, girl, your, uh, your mama probably getting abused. Why is she putting on all that makeup? And then that makes the child... Second guess, you know, are you, are you staying because of them? Mm -hmm. Are you putting up with what you're putting up because of them? So just second guess why you really staying. Um, it might be the fear of being alone. It might be the fear of not wanting to go through the questions about why you had to leave or what was going on. Whatever it is, it's not more important than your life. Mm -hmm. And you please keep that in the forefront. Nothing is more important than your life because anything else can be replaced your life can't so within this last five minutes that we have I want to touch on really the children aspect of it because most mm -hmm. of us I think except Katrina went through some kind of childhood trauma some kind of childhood abuse and most of the times when you go through childhood abuse it does something to your self-esteem 
to where you put up <clears throat> with something when you're mm-hmm. older, where if you had that strong self-esteem and built up within yourself, you wouldn't really put up with that. But because you went through something as a child and it kind of deflated you in a way, you kind of tend to put up with a little more and believe the negative connotations that the words that come towards you that you're not going to be able to get anybody else so you might as well be here with me. What What are y'all opinions on that? And we got like maybe three minutes. And we probably carry it on to the following week. Um, the way I feel about once you've been through trauma as a child, I remember seeing my mom. Literally, he pulled her down and she broke her leg. Mm. And I remember seeing that as a child. But I remember her saying that he didn't do it intentionally. Mm. But the thing about it was he didn't do it intentionally. God fixed it where that same night he tried to molest me. And when I told her, he didn't believe it. And that traumatized me. But it traumatized me to a point of it messed with my self-esteem, but it messed with me. Mm-hmm. for years and years and years and it didn't come back until I went to something called cognitive therapy when I was in the military almost 15 years later mm-hmm. that I was able to even reflect on it to a place of reflecting to be able to go back and see it happen in that backyard all over mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. but it took me through a lifetime of torture mm-hmm. because of in messing with self-esteem yes. and self-image yes. of what it was supposed to be like mm-hmm. growing up. Yeah. But the same, the way he turned it all the way around, and I say when I say he got turned it, all that situation all the way around, she didn't believe me, but he ended up getting caught because he was a nurse. They both were in the medical field, mm-hmm. but he worked at a mental retarded hospital. And he got caught on top of a mental retarded mm. child. Mm. And he ended up going to jail. And that's how she got out of the relationship. Yeah. Okay. So when they say for the children, mm-hmm. they think mm-hmm. it's for the children. Mm-hmm. But you never know what's going on when you're not there. Exactly. But it, but it, but it messed up me so mentally that it took the cognitive therapy it took the years it mm-hmm. took the but it took me trying to find me going through all different types of situations mm-hmm. of things that if i would have known who i was mm-hmm. if i would have known who i was yes. if i would have known That's where true. i was going if mm-hmm. i would have been able to see around the corner so when you don't instill in your children who they are mm-hmm. because of what he has already put in you mm-hmm. because you think that you're ugly but you don't tell mm-hmm. them they're beautiful mm-hmm. you think that you can't do this mm-hmm. so you don't build them up That's it. you mm-hmm. think because he said this then okay well daddy said you can't do this so you can't do it mm-hmm. but why is daddy saying no mm-hmm. what is really going on yeah. when you're sleeping yes. and yes. so yes. if anything it would be check yourself mm-hmm. take a self examination mm-hmm. of why you're staying But once you do your self-examination, then understand what you're really leaving with you, what you carry for nine months, Mm. what you really carry for nine months, because then that's when that's when you bring it to a real fruition of is it worth staying Mm -hmm. or is it worth going? 
And a lot of times you stay because of selfish reasons. Yes, yes, yes. It's really selfish. Even when you yes. think you're staying because of a child, mm -hmm. you're really staying because of yourself. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. mm -hmm. You're really staying because yes. of yourself. You don't know good how you're right going to make it. Mm -hmm. You don't know. You're afraid of the unknown. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, how am I going to make it with two, three kids? Mm -hmm. You know, if I leave, what are we going to do? And like she said, selfish. Some women don't want the, the um. What's the word I'm I'm looking for? Don't like want to go to a shelter. The inconvenience. Mm -hmm. They don't want the inconvenience mm -hmm. of dragging kids, dragging a bag, and now I got to sleep in this shelter with other people that I don't know. Exactly. They rather stay with. Even though it's uncomfortable, but yeah. is you, you you think of it as I'm gonna be cramped up with these other people, uh -huh. people I don't know. Mm -hmm. So you yeah, so yeah. you forget the safety aspect and think about the comfortable that's really uncomfortable mm -hmm. aspect. Um, we're gonna pick this up next week. Um, this has been enlightening to get the different viewpoints on these topics. Mm -hmm. um, and I want to say this before we end this, this because I know how some people think. Because we did have some laughter when Melanie was telling her story about what she did to her ex-husband. But it's almost like when you're watching a movie and the villain done, done so much until when mm -hmm. he gets caught or when something happens to him, you're you in your house cheering and don't say you're not. Mm -hmm. When that villain, when that woman hits him with a frying pan or something and knocks him out that's and right. you're like, yeah, she got him, she got him. So that's what we experienced here. So don't think that we're proponents of violence because all of us mm -hmm. have <clears throat> backgrounds to where when we heard her story and heard what she done, yeah, I, I said yay too. We all did. So it's not because we were yaying because he got physically hurt. We mm -hmm. was yaying because she took a stand. And even though in that moment of being in a traumatic environment, she still took a stand. Mm -hmm. And for that, we cheer her and cheer any other woman that decides to take a stand. Mm -hmm. So don't be sending me no emails about um <clears throat> Um, y'all cheering on violence no that's not what we did um, yeah. and since she said that this is Melanie um, I do want to say that um, I tell my story now I tell my testimony now mm -hmm. so that you will not do what I did exactly. awesome. so yes awesome. so we thank you for listening to this second part Join us next week for our final gathering to wrap everything up and hopefully help some people. Only if we help one person. We'll be glad if we help that one person, but we're trying to help as many as we can. So for A Woman's Soul Restored, this is LaTanya Hendry. Join us next week.